All right. Well, are you, re- are you ready to? Are you ready? Yeah. To let me just. This? Okay. <coughs> cool. <coughs> Hello. Hello, guys. Welcome. <laughs> 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 Welcome to Cranked and Ranked, but today it's... <laughs> what are you laughing at? I just... just the, the voice crack, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just remember. The, yeah. Um, to, instead of Cranked... <laughs> we, we are a shit show so far today. <laughs> Grooved uh, and removed is what's happening today, folks. And um, that, if, for those of you who don't know, that's one of our little offshoots. Yes. Where we take a grouping of classic albums by a particular artist and we go through each album and debate if we had to remove one song permanently from the album, which one would that be? And pretty meaningless, but a lot of fun and a <laughs> good, good conversation because obviously you can just go and listen to the full album and don't even have to worry about that. But anyway, there's zero um, consequence to any of this. <laughs> yeah. And uh, despite what my hat might tell you, we're we're not doing Anthrax albums, although one day I guess we, we would. But today yeah. is uh, one of Eddie's favorite bands, Megadeth. Mm-hmm. I, I would say if you if you stop at the 90s, at the you know, if you if you cut everything they've done off after risk because i like risk um mm-hmm. they would be one of my favorite bands as well but they so basically, you know. basically the, the the first half of the career yeah before, basically before they took a step back well it was it's they did what a lot of bands did which is kind of just they figured out what the middle of the road megadeth was and i say they dave figured out what that was <laughs> and just kept doing that to varying degrees of in my opinion success or failure um, and it's mm. fine. A lot of bands do that. You get older and you see it's easier to, to fuck with that. And then, then having to, um, stick your neck out and do something new all the time. Um, anyway, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I'm wearing this hat because, uh, I last night in Houston was the anthrax show with black label society and Exodus, nice. um, which, um, I'll, I'll go, I'm going to, because we normally do this, we normally have discussions about like shows and things we go to. I'll, I'll, I'll try to be brief, but I have a few things to say. Um, number one, I, I like Exodus were, were good. I, they, I had fun. I'd never seen them before. So that was cool. Like a check mm-hmm. off the, the thrash metal list. I saw Exodus and, you know, um, they didn't play anything off Force of Habit. Didn't expect them to, but I'm one of those people that's like, that album's fucking great. Why ignore good it? Good day to die. But um, <laughs> they were good. But like the whole time they're playing, because they were the very first band that literally started playing, I believe 30 minutes after the doors opened, the place was already wall-to-wall people. Wow, the doors played? The, the, no, the doors. <laughs> the doors opened. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jim Morrison, Jim Morrison came back from the dead. No, but as they're playing, I'm looking around. I'm all all like, why the fuck is Exodus playing before Black Label Society? I was just like, this makes no, this is the dumbest 
grouping of bands in the, in the ordering of bands I've ever fucking seen. And so, so of course, Exodus finishes, and mm. a lot of the room clears out. Like, there was a good amount of people there for Black Label Society, but uh, noticeably less than right. for Exodus. Now, I when Black Label starts, I go out and I get a beer, and I come back in and I go, you know what? I know who Zach Wilde is. I am the low rent Zach Wilde, so I know that. <laughs> um, I've never. I, I've, I know he's a great guitarist. I've never heard Black Label Society. I can't. Hmm. I can't think of a song. Name a song. I don't know an album cover. I don't so know anything about it. Messiah. So I was gonna. So I'm all like, all right. I'm gonna give them a chance. I didn't make it one song. Wow. It is they are one of the worst bands I've ever seen, and. And what I and I'm not necessarily referring to Zach Wilde, although his vocals are pretty lame, but his guitar playing is good. The rest of the band are just so boring, and the songs are all really boring. And it went on way too long. Mm. The only good thing about them playing was I utilized their weak ass mosh pit to just run through and get really close, get closer for <laughs> Anthrax. <laughs> but the whole thing was like, uh, the, uh, and it. I'm Go sorry. ahead. I was I was just gonna say I'm wondering if like Black Label being further up the bill could be because Zach Wilde and Charlie Benante are in Pantera or the I'm starting I'm starting to think it's a bit to do with Zach Wilde's uh celebrity, if you will. But hmm. um but there were plenty of fans. There were a lot of people with like Black Label Society patches on the back of their jackets and stuff. And the one thing I can say about those people is that once I got to a point in the crowd where there was a whole bunch of those people, I'm all like, this is like being at a white supremacist rally because that's what they all they all looked like that. And wow. I was like, is this a thing that I'm not aware of? But anyway, <laughs> the songs were all pretty much the same song with really boring riffs. They nothing interesting, and then every time Zach would like play an open chord, he'd stick his hand in the air like this is the best fucking thing ever, and people were like woo, and I'm like don't encourage him, folks. <laughs> but it went on too long. The la- their, their, I thought it was their last song because it was a big ending to it, and then they just switched guitars and then played another really long song where the two guitar mm. players literally together are playing the same two note solo where they're just going. Bang! For like five minutes. <laughs> the funniest s- thing is, the funny. Sorry, I know you're. I know you're talking, but the funniest thing is, the moment you started doing, your voice cut out for some reason. So it was just you going. Oh, it's that's it. Yeah, it's it's the damn. It's it's the, it's the Zoom settings through this. Uh, I don't know why it does that. I got to figure mm-hmm. that out. Anyway, they went on too long, but you know, by the time they were done and Anthrax were about to go on, I was about three people from the front. Yeah. So I'm like, cool. Came here for Anthrax. I'm excited to be here. And the crowd was way rowdier than I expected because it, it you, you look around and like we're all 40, 50 year old people, except for a handful of younger people, a lot of older people there. So I was just like, all right, this is going to be like, you know, because I went to go see you know Carcass recently and that there was no, no there was no pushing or anything. There was a little pit. <laughs> But like nothing like that. But Anthrax starts and literally for the whole show, we're all kind of jammed up 
and I'm, you know, I'm a little bit tipsy. And so I'm just, I'm just enjoying the fuck out of it. So yeah. my biggest gripe about the show has nothing to do with any of the bands really didn't like black label, but the biggest gripe of the evening, and maybe you can relate to this or you people out there have been in this situation. So I, we're being just like pushed up against each other the whole fucking show. There's a dude in front of me who's like a little bit shorter than me. And I noticed about four songs in that he's not moving at all to the music. He's just standing there, not even nodding his head, not <laughs> wooing at the end of a song or cheering. He's just standing there. And and also I noticed that he his attire, his whole thing, his glasses, his little his little short beard and his like lumberjack shirt. I'm all like this guy would rather be like a modest mouse show than a than an anthrax show. And then I realize, <laughs> oh, he's here with his girlfriend that's in front of him. Right. And so the entire night, the whole crowd is just like moving. This motherfucker won't budge. He keeps he's pushing back on me. Uh, and I'm just like, and I just wanted to grab him and be like, dude, why the fuck are you here? Yeah. Like you're. I'm sorry if it's a concert like that and you're you don't really want to see the band. I don't care who your fucking girlfriend is. She yeah. can go up on her own. You go somewhere else and get out of my fucking way. I'm trying to enjoy myself. Yeah. But literally the dude did not move or do anything the whole goddamn performance and he's stuck right in front of me. So it's, anyway, that's one of those things where it's like you don't want to say anything, but at the same time, you're like, bro, you're killing my fucking vibe here. You know? I know. I, I know. And yeah. that was the thing is that like, maybe if I'd had one more beer in me, I would have said something, but I'm just like, oh my God, I don't want to be that dude. <laughs> but at the same time, like at the same time that, that fuck, I don't know who that guy is, but fuck you and don't go to shows anymore. Cause you, or go stand at the back. So, yeah. I, but uh, anyway, it was a fun show. Anthrax played pretty much the same set they've played for 30 years. And, um, and, it was fun for me because I was up in the front. They were really fucking loud, though. Yeah. Like, so loud that my ears have not recovered since last night. Like, it's... Uh, there's still weird weirdness going on. And I'm... And I'm a little bit... I'm a little bit rough today. Because mm. I'm not... You know, I'm, I'm going to be 45. Being in a... In a... In a, a... You know, not a pit, but being in... Where the pit's behind me, it's all pushing me up. And then people are... There was a lot of crowd surfing. So it was a lot yeah. of like, Oh, shit! Gotta help this guy over. I gotta help that guy over. And I'm not used to that. So I woke up today and I'm just like, holy shit, man. (laughs) I can't work (laughs) out. I cannot do that kind of thing. And there really, there are very few bands that I would put up with that for. Anthrax is one of those bands. Other, you know, other bands, if the crowd is that stupid, I'm going, I'll find a place, (laughs) I'll find a place kind of right behind the mosh pit and then go, you know, watch the rest of the show. But, um, so I'm feeling it, but I'm definitely going to need my, uh, is this cup of joe my coffee and and also and also what what better what better pick me up if you're feeling down with your coffee than some hobnobs hey <laughs> hell this, yeah this, this episode is brought to you by McVitie's hobnobs um we we have a hobnob fan up in oh, here oh i fucking love these these are they're amazing. incredible they're incredible um i i even like the other ones that are just the digestive ones or whatever yeah um, but yeah, there you go. You, I mean, I don't know. You probably people in England are just like, yeah, they, they got those in every store. <laughs> well, here's the thing. While we're on a hobnob tangent, uh, I once ate an entire pack 
with like split an, split an entire pack with uh, a friend who I was sharing a tent with on a on a hike for like the the D of E Duke of Edinburgh award. Hey, there uh-huh. it is in, in all uh-huh. its glory. Get it get it up to the get it up to the camera, man, so they can. Uh, so also, I don't know if you do this, but I've put these in the fridge. Yes, and they're good. And then do a little oh, dip yeah. in the, a little dip in the coffee. Beautiful. You can't see this in the podcast world, but I'm eating <laughs> on camera. Don't worry, I'm only going to have one. This is the uh, cranked and ranked mukbang edition. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe, I, maybe, maybe I can do some kind of a chewing SM, ASMR thing. Yeah, my wife <laughs> hates that. My wife hates chewing sounds. <laughs> and honestly, I don't blame her because sometimes they get on my nerves too. It can it can be proper cringy, can't it? It's yeah. yeah. That being said, hobnobs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're exactly the kind of uh, I guess you call them biscuits over there, right? Yeah. That um that I like because it's got a little bit of sweetness, but also it's crunchy and it's mm. not like overly sweet. It's just that nice middle ground. It's I mean I mean I'm pretty sure these over here these would be seen as like old man cookies. Like old men would be into this kind of thing. Yeah. You know? That's the thing, though. Some things are unfuckwithable, and hobnobs are that. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know why these haven't taken off over here, or there's some kind of ripoff version because I've never seen one. It's almost like the hobnob is the cool brother of the digestive. <laughs> oh yeah. It's like the uh, it's like the digestive's walking around in a Loverboy shirt, and this guy's walking around <laughs> in a Carcass shirt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's coming from a guy who likes both bands. So, <laughs> get you a man that can do both. Hey, first All right, so that's, I promise that's my only hobnob because I'm not going to be chewing on the microphone the whole fucking time. But I just wanted to give a shout out to to the because I mean I, I tried these because of you. <clears throat> yeah, because we had a discussion about you know British sweets and treats and shit like that. And um, I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan now. Would you say you like hobnobs more or less than a Jaffa cake? Uh, more because I like the crunchy. Yeah. Jaffa cakes are really good too, but um but yeah, I like the crunchy on these. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a I'm a I love everything crunchy. Like when you make cookies, like I'm all like, "Oh no, make them I want them crunchy already. I don't want to I don't want them gooey or, you know, yeah. I have one that's like soft and gooey, but then I like to have them crunchy." Oh, see, dude, I'm telling you, cookies you gotta get if you ever come to the UK. Tesco, triple chocolate Belgian cookies. Oh shit! They're fucking good. They're gooey, but they're damn good. It's basically That's all right. a, it's, it's like a flat brownie. It's fucking awesome. Nice. <laughs> all right. Well, that was uh, that portion was brought to you by McVitie's. What else does McVitie's make anything else besides these cookies? They make quite a bit, um, yeah. but ge- they're generally known for their biscuits. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that brings cool. us to the that we got that commercial <laughs> out of the way. We're now being sponsored by Hob- Hobnobs. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Uh, um, pay us royalties, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so now we're on to uh, the the task at hand, which is grooving and removing songs from the first six Megadeth albums. So, Killing yes. Is My Business and Business Is Good, all the way through to Euthanasia. We thought about going even further than that, but. I don't know. You, you kind of get the point with six of them, I guess. Yeah. 
I mean, we, we were originally going to do the first five, but being as euthanasia was is my favorite. And yeah. I was like, I can't leave that one out. It, that it's album's a, my baby. <laughs> plus, to me, it kind of feels like the end of an era. And, and the only reason I think it feels like that to me is that that was the last album Megadeth put out in the MTV Headbangers Ball era. That's a good point. Yeah. Because after that, there was no more, there was very little metal on MTV hmm. aside from, you know, corn and Limp Biscuit and things like that. But, uh, but yeah, so I always see that as like, oh, that reminds me of like it was about to end, you know, hmm. and, and metal was on the way out for a little bit anyway. Um, so yeah, and I've got, I've got my records here just as a, as a reference. Nice. Um, j- just in case I need it. But, you know, I've, I've got my choices. Um, for the most part, I'm pretty satisfied with. And so what we have to do is we each on our own chose which song we would want to remove. Mm-hmm. And then um, we will debate. Or if we pick the same song, then that's fine. But we did have a couple rules and the rules were no removing cover songs or intros slash interludes kind of things because that's too easy. Yeah. Or so instrumentals. Be, or instrumentals. Got to be a legit... Full on, fully me- realized song, song with with vocals and whatnot, um, probably <sighs> lasting longer than at least two or three minutes. You know, that kind of thing. Mm. So, are you ready to begin? Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> um, Start talking about some Dave. That noise uh, indicates that it is time to talk about killing is my business and business is good. The very first <laughs> Megadeth album. Um, so track listing, I have, I, have an, I have an old vinyl and the track listing on this one is Last Rites, Love to Death. Killing is my business and business is good. Skull Beneath the Skin, These Boots, Rattlehead, Chosen Ones, Looking Down the Cross, and then Mechanics. Yes. And so... Um, with that track listing, what did you decide to remove from this album? Okay, so I have chosen, and this wasn't this wasn't easy. I have chosen looking down the cross. Okay, um, it just felt to me like at that point in the album, there's a lot of like quite tasty, groovy parts, despite the despite the ferocity that this album is known for there's actually a lot of quite tasty snazzy little bits oh yeah all the other songs yeah um this to me at this point in the album it just felt like it had like kind of the least to offer you know um it had i mean you know you get last rites love to death holy shit what an introduction to this band then killing is my business is unforgettable banger skull skull beneath the skin rattlehead Mm -hmm. Chosen Ones has some killer parts in it. Um, and then we reach Looking Down the Cross. Well, you know, here's the thing. I was thinking to myself, am I going to put the mechanics? But then I thought, that's an important part of this album's aura because mechanics is the absolute petty bitterness of the early beginnings of Megadeth. Yeah. <laughs> like... Yeah, because well, obviously know, mechanics and four horsemen. Well, the the funny thing about this is I don't on the on the back cover of my version. There's the thank you list, 
And the very mm-hmm. last thing on the thank you list says Metallica for proving the true blood of metal runs through our veins. So they thanked Metallica it and on the album. So um can you imagine if like drama YouTube channels existed back then? <laughs> They'd yeah. be all over this yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, metal injection be all over it. Yeah. Um, oh my god, well, this sucks. is like the tea. Metal sucks. I ain't gonna disparage metal injection. That's actually a good site. Metal sucks is the one that actually sucks. Um, well, at least they admit it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so my my choice. Uh, it, it's it's very unpopular, and I'm gonna piss people off. But mechanics was my choice to remove from the album simply because the song. You know, if, if this had come out before Kill 'Em All, I might feel differently about it. And I realized that Dave wrote it. I'm doing that in in uh, quotes because he did write this version of the song, and it's almost like uh, I really feel like the song was in, was vastly improved by Metallica. The lyrics and mechanics are awful. Mm-hmm. This is going to be sacrilegious. <laughs> this is going to be sacrilegious, but it's also too fast. There are some songs that you can play too fast, and then the it just becomes like a blur. It's the the riff doesn't get enough air. Hmm. Whereas like, and I know this is, you know, you see, you hear older versions and it's played faster, but it's not played this fast. It's actually faster Hmm. on here than Metallica played it. But so to me, it's almost just like trying too hard to be like, remember that song? This is how it really goes. And he's like, just (laughs) wanking off really quickly, you know? And I'm, So I've never really liked it just because I'm like, I I mean, I do like it. Like there's Hmm. nothing truly off this album that I would ever skip. I think it's a great and classic album, but that's the one that I'm just like, yeah, there's a better version of this song. And so much so that I wouldn't even call it another version of the song. It's just a different song that has Hmm. the same verse and chorus. You know, I guess one of the middle parts is, is, is similar as well. But, but seriously, like the most genius thing that, Metallica did with that song is slowing it down because you get to the middle in mechanics and it's just I'm like where's the fucking yeah. rhythm there um whereas like in the Metallica version it sounds like fucking horses galloping I mean it's yeah great it's fucking great so yeah so I think out of all these songs mechanics is the one that I would get rid of because I, I even looking on the cross they all have those little parts that I go ooh shit man yeah. so um so yeah so i mean here here comes the part where we we kind of uh decide um yeah. which one we're actually going to remove because only one can go you know i'm i'm willing to i'm willing to concede that mechanics is the least essential track here based you know solely on the fact that it exists in a better form elsewhere yeah you know, and I, I would wager to say how Four Horsemen is the best song on Kill 'Em All. I, in my opinion, yeah. I think, I think my, it's my my favorite is probably Whiplash, but I think Four Horsemen is is arguably probably the best. You know, for the the whole song pre- presentation and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's to, to me, it's the most indicative of where they would end up going, like with Lightning. Um, mm. puppets you know I think yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little dog face to a cold hearted pussy God damn that, 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 that's wind. another album that has grown on me like crazy 
We need to um, at some point just just do for the sake of it just a Lulu dissection. Okay, because a- absolutely, I, I'm I'm down. I am I am down. Like we we just go in depth on that album because like even if I'm not nearly as big a fan of it as you are, I find it to be one of the most interesting blips in their you know kind of career. I, yeah. I, you know, I, I say blip as in like, holy fuck, where did that come from? You know? Yeah. Um, well, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely do that. But, but you yeah. know, just, just, but you know, this is why Dave Missing gets pissed off all the time because we can't talk about Megadeth without just talking about Metallica. But um, Dave, he we always a do, fucking we do. We, I'm like, Dave, we do. We do <laughs> but I'm like, we do that with every show, Dave. So don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah. Um, you wait till so I start w- talking about Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so mechanics, you're okay with mechanics getting removed? Yeah, I, I like it as a statement of intent, but honestly, like, I I listen to this to smirk about you know the feud, you know. Yeah. Whereas I yeah. I listen to the Four Horsemen to be genuinely satisfied with the composition. That being said, I don't think. Uh, the thing I'll say about this album, I don't mm. think Metallica ever wrote anything as bitterly angry as this album. This album oh, no. always sounded yeah. so furious to me, like, holy shit, this guy's pissed off. It's like yeah, Metallica no. already knew that they were great. Dave had something to prove. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like the the difference between the two bands at this point was that Metallica was the band that your average you know, Iron Maiden loving vest wearing metalhead could just go and be like, ah! whereas Megadeth always around this time or, you know, for a while seemed like more like a band that the other guitar players and other music nerds would go see just to be like, what, what are they playing? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> because the they were, you know, they were jazzy with it and shit, you know, the rings of Saturn of their day, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except they didn't wear their guitars really high or whatever. Do those guys nah. wear it? It seems like that kind of band. There was still um, some rock and roll in there. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, yes, from Killing is My Business and Business is Good, we are removing mechanics. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it makes sense because it's like when you like write a bunch of new songs and then throw an old one at the end of it. I'm like, you know. Maybe they were short a song or something. They had to have been short a song. Why would they cover these boots? I like that cover, but why do it? <laughs> Come on. Um, now I will. I will say, as well, while we're on the subject of these boots, I heard the censored version first, but I thought it was hilarious. Like in a sense of this is so tongue in cheek already that. The sensor beep over what he was saying just fucking cracks me up every what, time. What's beeped out? I don't remember. Oh, that like all nearly all of the lyrics. So like there was a big there was a big controversy yeah. surrounding it. Um, the original who was the original? Uh, Nancy who, who, Sinatra. Yeah, the dude that wrote it was oh, like I don't know who wrote it, but yeah. Yeah, the guy that wrote it was like, this cover's vile. They've they've utterly perverted my vision, right? And so they were like, oh yeah, that's that's fine. They they threatened legal action down the line. So like subsequent pressings have a version on it where Dave's like, you say you got something for me, something you call love, but I call boop. You keep fucking boop. And it's and it's it it does kind of fuck the song up, but in the in the same way. 
yeah i listened i listened to that song for like cheap fun so that kind of just i think of it more as a remix than than a than anything but i always thought the beep was funny me and my me and my cousin used to listen to it on the way to school then we would just laugh our heads off and yeah people would it's think, weird it's weird that, that was to? the it's weird <laughs> that that was like the compensation or whatever it's like no you can still have it on your album but you have to beep out words that's really strange <laughs> anyway um but that brings us to the second album that we're going to be grooving and removing um mm-hmm. uh, peace sells but who's buying their second album and um track list on this one Wake Up Dead, The Conjuring, Peace Cells, Devil's Island, Good Morning slash Black Friday, Bad Omen, I Ain't Superstitious, My Last Words. A absolute, absolute classic album. Yep. And um, yeah, what did, what did I remove from this? This one, oh, this one was hard. I think yeah. out of no. all of these, this one was probably the most difficult for me to choose a song because obviously I would have just removed I Ain't Superstitious. But mm-hmm. we made a rule, <laughs> so yep. that's got to stay. So that I'm being gonna, said, go for I'm it. I'm going to back you up on that because I, I'll be honest, man, I haven't fully committed to one of two songs yet. I have two here. Oh shit! Okay. So this is a grooved and removed first. Wow. Okay. I want to. I want to see what you say. Okay. I want to hear you out first, and then we'll take it from there. Because I oh, there's there's two songs. First? Yeah, you go first on this one because I can't genuinely can't pick because I love everything on this album. All right, so I kind of went through the songs and I actually like I know them pretty well, but I started to kind of jump back and jump around in the songs and be like, "What is the main riff of the song? What is the chorus? Where does the song go? Is this song similar in certain ways to a song that's already on here?" And so after doing all of that work. I narrowed it down, and my choice was Devil's Island to to okay. remove because it's it's a great song, but it doesn't have quite the big payoff that a lot of the other songs have, and and so yeah, that's what I I mean. There's really nothing else to say. It was just the one that I'm like, I guess I would it would hurt the least to get rid of this song. So I don't know. <laughs> okay, so I am torn between Devil's Island and Bad Omen. <laughs> Well, I guess Devil's Island is the answer then, because I yeah. chose it. Because, like, here's the thing. I was toying with the idea of it being Bad Omen on account of looking down the cross being later in the album. So this one, I was thinking, well, if this one doesn't bring the same thing to the table, but the moment the guitar solo came in, I was like, nah, I can't get rid of this. I cannot yeah, get rid of this. Like, the yeah. the, vid- the Pac-Man sounding guitar descent... <laughs> just like that sold me i was like nah i'm not getting rid of that yeah um mr chris so, poland on guitar although i don't know who did that part that's probably if it's chris poland or dave mustaine at that part but i've i mean this album's a fucking thrash guitar Do they, i wonder force. i wonder if they have that <laughs> on the in the record here I'm, I'm i'm i have my vinyl everyone for those who are listening oh, at home oh, but sh- i will show the show the back cover to the camera real quick look at dave yeah, that sexy fucker. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't. No, they don't. I, I I really like it on some albums how it'll have the lyrics and then it'll say solo and it'll say who does the solo. Yeah, but they they, they didn't do that. 
at least not on this pressing of peace cells so you would have to like see him play it live i guess at the time and see like well who does who does what solo but um all right so i guess devil's island is getting removed from uh uh peace cells but who's buying and that's that was like the most difficult one, really. Yeah. So um, I'm glad it ended up being easier <laughs> for the two of us. <laughs> so, okay. um, so go- going forward, moving forward to the third Megadeth album, we're moving. We're moving kind of quickly here. So if, you know, any let let the tangents flow if they happen. Advice? Have, have I told you how much I love Hobnobs? <laughs> <laughs> um, so so far, so good. So what? I love that my copy has the old school, yeah, parental advisory sticker. Like before oh, they wow. had the before they had the official one. Yeah, it was it was uh, it just is a little sticker that says parental advisory. Wasn't there one as well? I think I think this may have been in the UK where there was just a big like exclamation point. I've seen a few stickers um, like that on old I've seen I've seen here. those, but I don't. But I but I I always thought because there were some records that came out that had a weird sticker on them sort of trying to tell you that this is the hot new item or something, you know? And hmm. um, I don't know if that's what it was, but we didn't have them for parental advisory. It was always just a really bland sticker like this. And then finally the whole, the the one that everybody knows with the black and the white, you know, that was yeah. the parental advisory sticker. But anyway, so, so far so good. So what this is the track listing from that album into the lungs of hell. Set the World Afire, Anarchy in the UK, Mary Jane, 502, In My Darkest Hour, Liar, Hook in Mouth. mouth. Hook in um, Mouth. <laughs> so, I had to do an um, obituary. <laughs> <laughs> hook in Mouth. Feel the blood spill from your we get carried away with obituary so once it once again if we had not made our rules uh anarchy in the uk would have been completely removed mostly because i get very annoyed that dave gets most of the lyrics wrong and i'm just like yeah and they they literally had a guitar player from the sex pistols in play on the song and they could have just run it by him like am i saying these words right the best part is, and I said this on the Megadeth album we did, Megadeth episode we did, I'm pretty sure um, Steve Jones, isn't it? Yeah, Steve Jones. Yeah, yeah, Steve Jones probably, like, it heard him singing it wrong and thought it was hilarious, so he probably just never corrected him. You are probably <sighs> right. Yeah. It's and like, this, this also would have been around the time. Do, do you remember? I mean, do you have you ever seen any of the stuff where Steve Jones started a band in the eighties and he had really big, long hair, and it was almost no. like a, it was almost like a punky hard rock music he did, but he literally became a rocker. Where his like he just he had this big, big old mane for probably from around eighty seven, eighty eight, maybe something like that. Holy shit, he looks like he belongs in Dangerous Toys. I know, I know. But he did, I think, at least a couple albums with a band where they did sort of like hard rock music. And he just had, he just embraced the big old hair of the 80s. Holy shit, what a 180. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so, but but, uh, I'll let you go first for what you decided to remove from so far. So good, so what? Okay, so... I was looking at the track list, and already Into the Lungs of Hell and Anarchy in the UK are exempt, as one is an instrumental and one is a cover. 
Got it. Set the world afire is never going anywhere because that is probably oh, hell my, yeah. one of one of my favorite Megadeth songs. Full stop. It's, it's great. Um, to me, there's a a bit of a dip for me in like the mid of the album. Like Mary Jane's awesome, but then five oh two, and I and I was it was at five oh two where I was like, okay, here's a here's a contender. I love it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, um, in the context of everything surrounding it, I was like, okay, and my darkest hour is staying. Liar is staying. Hook in mouth is staying. I went for five oh two personally because half of it's just a cop chase. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, I also went for five oh two. Yeah. Um, it, it, I've always thought that that song because if Pull you look at shithead. the if you look at the, all the <laughs> lyrics for the rest of the songs. There's a part of me that, like, in my brain, I think of, like, Dave, you know, with some glasses on and, and a cup of coffee writing these lyrics. He's really taking his time. And then later that night, he's completely drunk, and then he writes 502. You know what I'm saying? Because it just does this shift to just, like, I like cars and stuff. And I'm just like, all right, guy. <laughs> just, just turned on world's scariest police chases and started just writing what he saw. <laughs> yeah. So well, that's an easy one. 502 gets removed. To be Yeah, to be fair, like... Into the Lungs of Hell is kind of a, I, this is one of those albums that it annoys me because there's an intro and then it goes into the next song that also has a long intro. And I'm just like, okay, this is way too much buildup. <laughs> is this an all instrumental album? I and mean, when you first listen to it, you're like, when does he start singing? Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, 502 is the one that I, I, I like it. It's, it's fun, but it seems like th- there's a, there's a lot of on, on uh, on a lot of Megadeth albums, probably most of them, there's that one or two songs where lyrically you go, "Did did he let some kid write the lyrics to this?" Or like, "What? Where, <laughs> what happened?" Um, but it's but I guess it's fitting for the song, and it's you know it's it's perfectly cool. Uh, I can't you know you know other bands write songs about girls and cars and shit, and I don't care. But I think it's just <laughs> because it sticks out a little bit for Megadeth, but. Yeah, but um, when you have a song like "Set the World Afire," yeah. you know, it, it, and then you follow it up with "Pull over, shithead, this is the cops," you know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. All uh, right. Well, that was that was easy. Five hundred two gets removed from so far. So good. So what? So now we move on. Nope. No more coffee. I'm actually doing a lot better than I thought. I'm feeling less. I'm feeling less uh, exhausted than I than I previously was. Fair enough. Yeah, that's that's it's the, good. It's the energy from the Megadeth that I'm beating off of. Mm. Um, so that brings us to my favorite Megadeth album, arguably their best. Some people would disagree, but it's you know I love it, um, and that is Rest. Nope, Rust in <laughs> Peace. Rust, Rust in, in Peace. <laughs> And, and like I always have to bring up when I talk about this album, no, I'm talking about the actual mix and 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 uh, uh, mastering version of this album as it was intended to be heard by the person that knew what the fuck they were doing, which is Mike Klink. Mm-hmm. Or do you don't get Dave Mustaine fucking it up. That is the thing that really bums me out is that it's become so normal for people to just hear the the fucked up version that people will comment and go i don't know why people like that album it's not really produced very well i'm like because you're fucking listening to this bullshit thing that dave did to it the Mm. the actual version that everybody bought back in the day still sounds fucking phenomenal to me so great 
I'm coming from a place of um, I heard the remasters first for years before knowing it was such a significant difference. Yeah. And this isn't just a remaster. This is a remix. Like, yeah, and, yeah, it's com- yeah. and it's like different vocals, too. Yeah. On, part, on and, parts. And to, to really drive the salt into the wound, it took place in the mid 2000s when production was all over the Ooh, fucking place. It was bad. But the, but this is a good yeah. example of how Dave Mustaine does not have anybody around him to tell him no, because other people would have heard that and said, "Let's not put this out." Well, but, if they did, um, they were fired. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that's absolutely true. Um, anyway, so the the classic listing of songs from Rust in Peace is as follows: Holy Wars, dot dot dot, the punishment due, Hangar eighteen. Take No Prisoners, Five Magics, Poison Was the Cure, Lucretia, Tornado of Souls, Dawn Patrol, and Rust in Peace, dot, 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 Polaris. Polaris. And we cannot remove Dawn Patrol because it's kind of an interlude, mm-hmm. but it's but every other song is on the table to be removed. And so this one was, it's weird how I love this album so much, but there is one particular song that I'm just like, there's not enough going on here. And so yep. I'll be happy with that. So which one which one did you choose for your uh, removal from Rust in Peace? Okay. <laughs> Say it with like me. me. <laughs> Wait, oh, are we doing it together? Yeah. Yeah, just say it with me. 3 2 1 Poison, Poison was, was the cure. The cure. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's just it it feels it genuinely feels underdeveloped because it's like half the song is an intro and the rest is just a speed metal track. You know, and I, and I like the, I like the intro part; it's great. But it, yeah, but yeah, it come it, it turns into a song that sounds similar to "Take No Prisoners" in the in the speed and and everything yeah. about it. So it's it, it's when you get to that part of the song, it's not very unique. The thing that makes it unique is the you know yeah yeah um so yeah that well shit this is this has been easy yeah um so so uh poison was the cure gets removed from rust in peace and um yeah that that, that's that's when they they fucking brought in marty friedman and nick menza man nick nick menza gotta be in like my top favorite drummers like i love and it's not he sounds great on albums but you go watch live footage of Megadeth from mm-hmm. you know 90 91 92 and you watch him play it's almost like he's more interesting to watch than anybody in the band cuz he's got yeah. like those symbols hanging from the chains and everything yeah. and the, he is the, one of those Volker re- rack yeah but he's a really animated drummer and and yeah. and the and the grooves were just he got right in the pocket with those grooves and like he was like he was such an asset to that band and then you know, and, Marty Marty Friedman's good, but you know, and he had the kind of smile on his face the entire time that said, "Oh, I love my fucking job." Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. T- taken too soon from us, Nick Menza, but um, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, he he did some incredible work while he was here. Um, but that brings us to another one with the same lineup. The um, the uh, I guess you know some people considered this their the the end and the the of the classic era. Um, but I, I honestly, this is my second favorite Megadeth album. 
uh, countdown mm-hmm. to extinction. And um, it was, a, I mean, when it, I remember when this came out and I remember going to the record store and buying it and half of the tracks on this album, I remember at the time thinking to myself, is this like, is this even better than the black album? Because like the songs, the songwriting on like half the songs, I'm just like, God, these are so fucking good. But there's other Mm. songs on it that I go, Oh, this one's not that great. (laughs) (laughs) But a lot of those, a lot of those, this is not that great tracks have grown on me over the years. And, um, so, so here we got, um, let's see skin of my teeth. Symphony of Destruction, Architecture of Aggression, Foreclosure of a Dream, Sweating Bullets, This Was My Life, Countdown to Extinction, High Speed Dirt, Psychotron, Captive Honor, and Ashes in Your Mouth. Lord have mercy! (laughs) Um, so, uh, So this one, there was another obvious one for me to take out of this one, but I'll let you go first. Well, for me, it fell to two candidates, and okay. uh, these are pretty deep into the album. Um, but here's the thing, right? Skin of my teeth, amazing. Symphony yep. of Destruction, amazing. Architecture of Aggression still spins me out to this day. It's one of my favorites on the album. Yeah, yeah. Like like the the intro. I still fuck up the timing with the with the fill. Get 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 just like what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Weird janky ass thing going on there but i love it foreclosure of a dream is amazing sweating bullets mm-hmm. is amazing this with my life is amazing countdown to extinction i wasn't as into it but it really grew on me over the years yeah high yeah. speed dirt is amazing psychotron and captive honor the, it was between these two for me and ashes in your mouth is a fantastic closer by virtue of the jury's decision and the power <laughs> vested in me by your state I hereby sentence you to be incarcerated with no possibility of parole for life. Life? What do you mean, life? I ain't got a life. Captive honor, ain't no honor. You gotta do, boy, your soul better belong to Jesus. Jesus. Because your ass ass belongs belongs to me. me. (laughs) Oh, man. Honestly... It was between these two, and I find myself enjoying Captive Honor more because it's a, such a. It's got so many Davisms in it. It's yeah. such a weird song, and it stands out to me. Whereas yeah. Psycho Psychotron to me feels like the inner ramblings of my child self playing with Transformers toys. Yeah, you know, um, but Bionic I- and Organic. Not Transformers, <laughs> yeah, robots in disguise. <laughs> um, you, you are, you are, you are true or right with that. But I actually really like Psychotron because it just seems really yeah. ner- it's like a really yeah. nerdy song, and I like that about it. But uh, so I didn't Dave's actually a- choose. I didn't choose either one of those for my for my track. Um, Dave's a funny character because like he exhibits so many jock like qualities. And yeah. then immediately follows up with some of the nerdiest shit you've ever heard. You yeah. Know? <laughs> He's a multifaceted individual. Yeah. Um, I chose High Speed Dirt because... Wow! Um, Holy it, shit! It doesn't really give me... I like that song. Hmm. But it's... 
it's too similar to what skin on my teeth already did. And, mm. and, and probably in my top 10 cringiest Dave Mustaine moments, moments is jump or die. die. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, I chose to, to remove that, but, um, to be completely honest, your argument for Psychotron is not I. You, you're you're right that it is. <laughs> the other songs have a lot more technically going on, and that one is. Yeah, it is very sort of basic when it comes to Megadeth songwriting. To to me, again, this is one of my favorite albums ever. Um, yeah. I love everything on here. This is. This is like the the real beginnings of my favorite like era of Megadeth. Like uh-huh. you know, the moment the Rust lineup shows up through to Risk is my favorite era. Like I, I'm of the controversial line of thought that I think their '90s era is actually better than their '80s era, which is strange for me because generally speaking, I am a more '80s fan of most That's, bands. But yeah, Megadeth is a major exception to that rule. You know that what I would I would agree with you if you're especially if you're including Rust in Peace as a '90s album. Although you know mm-hmm. you can make the argument that it was made in the '80s, but um, but uh, yeah, because like the the way that I look at them as a band and how they were at the time, the fact that they made this album that to some people would seem way more accessible, but it still has a very lot of Megadeth in it. And then yeah. they and then they started sort of just experimenting with different versions of what they were doing with euth- euthanasia. They slowed things down and got a little more. It's like a more chunky. mature album yeah. and chunky. And then cryptic writings. They kind of like found a weird middle ground almost between older stuff and and their current sound. Yeah. Um, but but then with risk, they flat out just. Mm actually did an album where they tried something new and i think it's really good and that that to me if you're a regular listener you know how i feel about these things that makes a good band if you have mm. ever in if you ever in your career you take a you know a sharp left turn and at least do something of a good quality even if i don't necessarily like it as much as other stuff doesn't matter that is a big tick box on you being a band that i admire and so mm-hmm. I would I would say their '90s output is way more interesting than yeah. their '80s output. So that's that's the thing, and uh, you know that's why it's my favorite era. Uh, that being said, for me, I I I cannot let High Speed Derek okay n- not not be on the album. It, it's you- so like to me, there's just so many sections I've always loved. There's like the Call of Cthulhu chord in a fast riff. And I quite like the kind of rednecky. Yeah. I get, I get, I get carried, carried away with cool parts, but yeah, it's to me. Uh, I think. It's Psychotron. It's a deep album cut. It's, in my opinion, the clunkiest song on the album. Um, yeah, I'm going with Psychotron. <laughs> okay. All right. Psychotron gets removed from Countdown to Extinction. Now, I do not have Euthanasia on vinyl to as a reference, 
So if you have that that track list pulled up in front of you, we can read through that, and then we can uh, do our choices for what we are going to remove from euthanasia. Okay. Um, I want to preface this by saying this feels like I'm having to shoot one of my kids. <laughs> because <laughs> I, I love every song on this album almost equally. Yeah. Um, this, this, to me, is the most consistently... I'm at 100% fuck yeah all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, so Reckoning Day, awesome. Trainer Consequence is awesome. Uh, you know what? I'm giving too much away by saying that. You know, Just all these the tracks are awesome. Yeah. Reckoning Day, Trainer Consequences, Addicted to Chaos, A Toot Le Monde, Elysian Fields, The Killing Road, Blood of Heroes, Family Tree, Euthanasia, I Thought I Knew It All, Black Curtains, and Victory. Yeah. With that, um, I'm gonna let you go first. Again. Oh, okay. <laughs> the, this um, the, the the dynamic shifted on this episode. <laughs> so once again, I guess for a lot of these choices, there's it's a it's a thing that sticks out to me from the rest of the album. And for euthanasia, the majority of the album really has a very mature. And almost like they're just sort of relaxed with the direction that they're in. And Dave Mustaine, in my opinion, does his best vocal performance on this album. And Mm -hmm. the songs just really like feel, I don't know, they're effortlessly cool. And then all of a sudden there's a track where it feels like it doesn't fit and it's a little bit immature in what they were doing. And that is Victory the very last song on the album hmm. because it doesn't, it feels like they tacked on a B side at the end of the album because, and and once again, lyrically, give me a break, Dave. Um, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I had to, I, it's, it, it is a good song, but um, it just doesn't have the same, if, it, it it it's it's has more it feels like it feels regressive in a way where you know this is a song they would have done years before and they're doing it now and it just doesn't it it kind of ruins the tone of the album for me um hmm. but uh i mean people like that song you know so you know it's 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 it's, it's it is what it is i'm assuming you didn't choose victory um, which makes me but makes me make fascinated it. to know what you chose, though. So here, here's my thing: ha- having like th- this album, this album to me is like Angel Dust, where it's like a, a start to finish experience. I, like you know, I hear one song, I have to hear them all. Yeah. Um, honestly, looking at this track listing, I am. Um, <laughs> You know, I'm at full mast the whole time. There's no, <laughs> there's no semis. Um, Temple. Yeah, she's a. It's a babe. <laughs> it's magically babelicious. Um, check, check off Wayne's World on your uh, on your bingo card. <laughs> now, initially, I picked. Initially, I picked Family Tree just because the subject matter kind of bums me out a little bit. You know, yeah. if, if you yeah. if you stop and think about what the lyrics are about, you're in for feeling like you you need to you need to tell them on the doll where they touched you. you know? <laughs> yeah, um, but like it, it, the the problem is with that, I, it's still a fantastically written song. Um, yeah, it's a dark subject and it's handled in a you know tasteful way. Um, 
and I will say That's, victory. That, that word, that word, tasteful. I I feel like the, the a lot of the album seems very tasteful, and then victory yeah. does not feel that way to me. Here's how I've always treated victory. It, it, it's like an after. It's like a credits song, where it's yeah. like, yeah, hey, we're wrapping up. You had a good time. It's when they're, show, they're showing the yeah. bloopers during that part yeah. of, the, of the credits. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how I've always kind of that's how I've always kind of viewed victory as like to me it also feels like and now I know that the lyrics are very on the nose and cringy at points, you know, with all with it's all kind of tied together with uh Megadeth song titles. Like many yeah. of the lyrics are, you yeah. know, kind of shoehorned into this thing. That being said, the chorus where, you know, Dave says he's a victory, if he'd dropped this song and never brought Metallica up again, this song would be a fucking win. Like, imagine listing off, hey, look, look at this incredible body of work. Like, well, uh, this is all me, you know. <laughs> and then, and then in that one, the next Metallica album comes out, and it's just a song where they go, "Master of Puppets," <laughs> and it's an even louder mic drop that sounds like a fucking canyon is being made. And it's like, uh, that's it. That's that's obviously personal preference, but whatever. Um, <laughs> to to me, like Victory, it's got an excellent guitar solo in it as well. Oh yeah. Um, is but, there a Megadeth song that doesn't have a fantastic guitar solo in it? True, true. <laughs> They're all there. Yeah, it's it, to me, uh, as I was listening back through this album, I was like, this is going to be the one. And then I heard it and I was like, oh, but it's so good. And yeah. like every time that happened and I get to the last song and I'm like, I'm going to pick this based off nothing musically in the end because I thought to myself, do you know what? Family Tree is like, it, it was on one day in the car and like uh-huh. myself and my girlfriend kind of looked at each other like, I'm kind of uncomfy right now. <laughs> you know? it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's one of those like contemplative tracks that you play to yourself. But like, you know, the to, to me, it's literally just based on, on the theme. Every other part of this album and honestly that is the most nitpicky technicality yeah. thing i could come up with for this whole for this whole album the rest of it is just fucking incredible to me um i will say i, re- I recognize victory is is one of the lower songs <laughs> though when yeah. it comes to so yeah honestly i'm I'm happy for you to 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 swing the axe on this one. <laughs> All right, yeah, no, because I really do think that even though Family Tree is very dark, it's almost like the album is kind of building towards something darker at some point. Like you get yeah. that feeling, and then you get that song, and so um, yeah, I just uh, yeah, so I would so we're let's we're gonna remove victory, yeah, and um, yeah, there you go. What it was so so. So we removed mechanics from killing is my business. We mm-hmm. removed Devil's Island. Yes. From from, from uh, peace from, cells. We re- removed five hundred two from so far so good so what. We removed poison was the cure from rest rust in peace. Why do I want to say rest in peace? Is <laughs> um, that that's an extreme song that I think is really good. Uh, hey. And then we removed Psychotron from from Countdown to Extinction. 
and then victory from euthanasia. The only one that wasn't on my list was, was the, was psychotron. We, we, we matched up so much. This was the easy, yeah. I think this is the easiest one we ever did. I'm, I, if I remember right, I think when we did like <laughs> Alice in Chains, like we were just arguing about all these yeah. different things. <laughs> yeah. I, I, th- I think cause with Megadeth, when, when I don't know, there's like, a one distinct song on every album where everybody's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, you um, know what the, fu- the funny thing is, is that fuck it. Let's just, let's just, let's, uh, let's on the, on the fly. Let's do the next two albums. Let's do cryptic writings. And, and uh, are, are you serious? I literally because, opened it up. I, I opened because, up cryptic because there's a song on cryptic writings that is easily the one I would remove. And I've seen some people say it's one of their favorite Megadeth songs. And I'm always like, how? <laughs> okay cool let's uh so re- read through the track list real quick that we're, uh, we're 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 doing calling an audible here and we're gonna go ahead and wrap up 90s megadeth with cryptic writings and risk so here let's oh, do yeah. it cool well we we both know trust is staying yeah um, great song al- almost honest use the man mastermind the disintegrators i'll get even sin I the secret place uh, what sin yeah. i'll get even with you oh yeah i love i'll get even man it's awesome yeah little black book uh sin uh, a secret place have cool will travel she wolf vortex and uh fff fight for freedom um <laughs> for me uh <laughs> <laughs> This is another. Uh, this is another euthanasia album for me. This one's full mast, <laughs> rock solid. Um, f- for me personally, I'm gonna raise my hand and go disintegrators. Okay, honestly, I think that I would like this album a lot more if the production was more like Euthanasia or Countdown to Extinction. Hmm. The production on this album is part of the reason why I don't like it as much because it feels a little bit too under their songs need to feel bigger and these feel smaller on this album. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, a song that I just, uh, for some reason can't ever get into is she wolf. I, oh. I just think it's really, once again, I just feel like it is one of those sort of like he was just drinking and then he wrote a song and, it, and it's like, and it doesn't, it doesn't, I mean, I guess there's a few, songs on the album that would probably fit into that but some of those at least have like a uniqueness about how they're presented or how they're played or the kind of song they are in the megadeth catalog and she wolf is not different enough and lyrically not good enough to to really like stay with me um but then again you know you're going through all these tracks and like the one that i mentioned really liking is i'll get even which is very like mid tempo with melodic yeah. chorus. It's not very metal at all, you know. Yeah, for for, for me, I think She Wolf chicks dig it for a start. <laughs> you know, because it's <laughs> She Wolf, um, yeah. and I have seen that firsthand. Anyway, as I was saying, uh, <laughs> can I get my minds off women for one second, mate? Um, yeah, the disintegrators for me it's the first one where it feels like it's like oh fuck we're speed metal again whereas like it just feels like a bit of a 
very sharp left turn vibe wise where it's like you know yeah. you get tr you get trust which is essentially a restructured enter sandman uh you get almost honest which is their foray into kind it's of a restructured like trust <laughs> yeah <laughs> which yeah, both I'll, of those songs are a re a re a re tooled angry again <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's like you get kind of a, a like an alt rock ish kind of hard rocking, almost honest. Uh, I love those. Use them. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, use the man is very Alice in Chains. Mm -hmm. um, Mastermind is kind of groovy. I tell you what to think. Yeah. Um, Disintegrators is is awesome. Like I love the chorus on it. Uh, but then you get I'll Get Even, and honestly, I'm just feeling everything around that song a lot more. Like, I love Sin, Secret Place, Have Cool, yeah. Travel. Um, She-Wolf, I've never had a problem with. I actually, I actually really like that one. Vortex is... Um, Vortex is really cool. There's some awesome riffs in that, and Fight for Freedom is like... It, see, here's the thing. I feel like Fight for Freedom did what disintegrators didn't for me you know you, you, nearly yeah, as much now that you're mentioning it it, it it does make sense you're right um and i don't want to upset the chicks if they <laughs> if they dig <laughs> if they dig she wolf you know i'm not i'm not tied to that opinion to really stand my ground with she wolf so i'm you know <laughs> dis disintegrators could easily go um yeah that's an album I need to li go listen to another few times because I think that um, that's the last one to grow on me. Like all the mm. other ones from the up up and up through Risk have become albums that I really really enjoy, and then that's the one that's kind of on the end of like there's things I really like about it, other things that I think still need to grow. And so, uh, but I got time. I got time for Dave for '90s Dave anyway. So, it, that's um, kind of nice though to ha to have an album that's probably going to click down the line. Yeah, because you know? I usually find that with stuff that I hear and I'm like, it's, uh, is it clicking with me right now? It just sucks because it, it they that's another one of the albums that suffers from the remix thing. And so yeah. I always want to go listen to it as it sounded. And I don't have it. I mean, I don't even think it's on vinyl, is it? Um, and then I don't, I don't is, have, but I don't have the rare. CD of it. Yeah. So um, so every time I want to listen to it, I go, fuck, I can't. I'm like, I'm so annoyed at the remixes that like when they just come up on shuffle, like I'm, I'm listening to Apple music or whatever, I skip them. Cause I'm just like, I can't listen to this remix of, I mean, rust in peace is the worst, but they did that yeah. to countdown euthanasia, cryptic and risk with risk mm -hmm. it, fucking it up a lot. In my opinion too, it's almost as bad as, as rust in peace anyway. So that's, let's do that from cryptic writings. We'll remove disintegrators. Yep. Which uh, sounds good. I'm fine with that. But that moves us on to one that I think is going to be a difficult one for mm -hmm. me anyway. And that is Risk from, was that 1999? That's, that's when yeah. that album came out? It's the, um, one, it's the one album here that I'm actually older than. So, hey, yeah. all right. Hey. So uh, I was there, man. <laughs> I, was, I was I was shitting in my nappy, but I was there. <laughs> yep. Um, all right. So let's let's take a look at the track listing for Risk. Okay, Insomnia, Cool oh, yeah. yeah, Prince of Darkness. Now the interesting thing is everybody shits on Risk, but they open their shows with the intro to Prince of Darkness. 
Yeah, you know? but then they don't play Prince of Darkness. Nah. True. I'd quite like to see that, though. You know, especially the... Enter the arena um, is What's- an in- is an interlude, which on the remaster is completely fucking redundant because they fucked up how it runs into the song, so it yep. just cuts off and then Crush'em starts. Once, <laughs> one, once again, somebody didn't listen to it until Dave no, and so. Uh- <laughs> oh man! I, but that being said, I love Crush'em. Breadline, yeah. I love. You know, oh, I, lo- I fucking, I fucking love Breadline. Uh, mm-hmm. The Doctor's Calling. Uh, I like the cool, weird, added stuff going on. Yeah. I'll Be There. I'll Be There I really like as well. It's got... It, it's funny. It, it This song always reminds me of the Spyro games because it's got like a flute sample in there that sounds exactly like one of the levels. Yeah. And it's... Every time I hear it, I'm like, yeah, get those fucking gems, dude. Collect those fucking <laughs> gems. Um, Wanderlust is Megadeth doing Dead or Alive by Bon Jovi. I yeah. always sing Bon Jovi over the top of this song <laughs> just to annoy my girlfriend. Like, I'm an outcast and I'm a cowboy on a steel horse I ride. Um, Ecstasy is a hooky one. Seven. Seven's a hooky one as well. Like, <laughs> honestly, to me, oh man, can we just like merge time the beginning and time the end into one song so that we can just circumvent having to remove something and just we should just have, we should just yeah. remove remove time the end just to fuck with everybody. Yeah, <laughs> wait. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Um, honestly, looking at these, bear with me. I'm going to listen to a yeah. quick snip, quick snippet of ecstasy. Entertain okay. the crowd. Okay. Right, hi, hello. Um, this part of the show is brought to you by McVitie's Hobnobs. Delicious biscuits for you to eat with your coffee when you're hungover and exhausted from a night of being a 45-year-old man in a mosh pit. And so, um, but it's great. You got some crispy, you got some chocolatey. <laughs> what all is on here? Rolled oat and whole wheat biscuits. But it's, you know, it's the, it's the, the rolled oats and the, and the whole wheat. That gives you a little bit of those carbs and the energy that you need. And then you get the sweetness. So it's almost like you're not eating anything healthy at all. In fact, well, some people would say there's nothing healthy about hobnobs at all. But are we, are and we done? it makes your boner bigger, <laughs> hence the knob. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that was a, that was a, go out and buy hobnobs at your local grocery store. I have to find them. There's like a there's an aisle that's like international foods, and there's this mm. one really tiny like UK section. Nice, and uh, that's where they got the hobnobs. Anyway, did, what did you listen to this song? I listened to both Ecstasy and Seven and decided that I both like them for their weirdness of being Dave doing some off-the-wall, totally not-metal stuff. I'm yeah. actually I'm inclined to pick Wonderlust because it feels the least original of anything yeah. on the album. So that's it. When you said that name, that I immediately thought, 
maybe Wonderlust is the one that has to go because I I like that song, but you're going but through all the alive. rest of them. Well, you're going through all the rest <laughs> yeah. of them, and I think all of the rest of them have this have a very unique thing going on. Yeah, especially with Megadeth, and then Wonderlust. It's unique for Megadeth, I guess, but it doesn't yeah. have that same quality of of uh it doesn't feel experimental the whole a lot of the rest of the album feels experimental wonderlust doesn't necessarily feel that way it feels like you, if you decide to experiment with something that's pretty fucking easy to do you know mm. it's like it's like it's like you're it's like if at the end of the album you're like we're gonna you do all this free form <laughs> jazz and then at the very end we're just gonna play chopsticks on the piano yeah. <laughs> you know it's like well i mean it is different but not hard to do <laughs> and as as much as it pains me to say it, because I love this song, it is the closest Megadeth have ever gotten to going, you need a car that's built tough like you. The new my box <laughs> monstrous. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, then we're one wonderlust. Wonderlust. Sorry. It, it sounds wrong both ways Wonder I say lust. it. Um, <laughs> is removed from risk. <laughs> and... And hell, hell yeah! So we, that that was good because we 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 were, we were pretty quick here. This was yeah. been the most agreeable we've ever been on Grooved and Removed, I believe. But uh, <laughs> we managed to do eight albums. We Wait we, for we the managed to and mash to be a mess. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we've made it all the way through to the point where I uh, my uh, my love of Megadeth ends after that. Um, not that mm. they didn't make a couple good albums, and I mean we did a Megadeth ranking a while ago. And um, yeah, I, I I mean I like things on all of their albums, but they have be- they've become a band that has lost a lot for me, and so they're no longer a favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. But um, all these albums we talked about have qualities of a band that I love. So there you go. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> um, Sweet. Well, that was that was fun. Um, everybody who's you know, if you're listening, you can't really do anything besides um, email me, but you can do that. Oldheadpodcast at gmail dot com. But if you're watching this on YouTube, you can comment what songs you would have removed from each of the albums, and um, yeah, join join in on the fun, and 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 also comment if you are currently eating a hobnob while you are watching or listening to this. Because so th- this episode is going to screw up so many people's diets, man. You've just been <laughs> dangling it right in the face. Well, this to, whole be, time. to be fair, like just eat because it's the serving size is two. Ah. So, so there's, and that's 190 calories for two cookies. That serving size is such bullshit. You got to have at least three. Like <laughs> I, I literally could go through an entire box if I didn't stop myself. But I have once. Because <laughs> <laughs> some things are just so good that it's yeah. just, it's like Oreos are that way with me too. Like you, like regular Oreos, if you just like, if I get yeah, started, I'm like, oh, I just eat this whole sleeve of Oreos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, man, like the the double stuff ones, I I, I love those. I, it's not, too, not it's, it's too, Honestly, like I, I like the cookie part more than the cream part. Um, so mm. the less, the lesser cream to me is the perfect like amount. But I, you know, I Fair see enough. people like the, like that. Have you, have you ever had the ones that are like also surrounded in chocolate? 
Then it's yeah, like the, a, the, snow, the snow enrobed ones. Yes, the white chocolate. They're very nice. The one thing <laughs> that I've always wanted to do, a try that I've never been able to try, this may be a uniquely American thing because it is unhealthy as all fuck. Um, fried Oreos is a thing where... Mate, you're talking to a bloke from the land of the deep fried Mars bar. Oh, okay. 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 We, never we mind. Can't never talk. mind. <laughs> <laughs> but I've never had that. I've always wanted to have like a have like a fried Twinkie and a fried Oreo because yeah. like the, those those sound like awful for you, but absolutely delicious. And so I just yeah. want to try them one time. But I've never been in a situation where I, where I've been able to do that. Well, I can I can quite safely say as someone who has had who has managed to have two fish and chips this week. Nice. It is definitely not good for you, but I don't regret it either. <laughs> Were they both both from the same chippy that you went to? Nah, nah, different different chippies. The one, the the one nearby, you know, was at one point in the in the top ten in the UK. Nice. This yeah. is the most British podcast episode we've ever done because we're done. It's literally yeah. like hobnobs <laughs> and chippies, and <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> Dave getting the Sex Pistols lyrics wrong. <laughs> yeah. Where's yeah. where's where's Steve? I guess we have to talk to Steve Jones. Steve Jones, I yeah. guess, still does a radio show like on Sirius XM or something like that. Anyway. Um, and then, and then Johnny Rotten is becoming insane or something, you know, so know. that's for a different, yeah. that's, that's for a different episode <laughs> where we rank the one Sex Pistols album. <laughs> <laughs> Should we rank the songs in that case? Like just go way in depth. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, I love that album. So that's definitely a possibility, but it's, you know, yeah. it's the only legit Sex Pistols album. Although you could... We could, you know, because there's that there's the other version of the album that's called Spunk that has mm. some of the same songs, but then some different songs. Do you ever hear about that with with the Sex Pistols album? Like what happened with that? Is that um, so I have a surface level knowledge of the so Sex the album, Pistols. I gotta be honest. The album ha- had a release date, the Nevermind the Bollocks version of Sex Pistols. And then I think the week or month before a bootleg version of the album called Spunk came out with a different with different song versions and some other songs that aren't on it. And apparently that sold a whole lot of copies, but nobody ever came out and admitted who it was that put it out. And the rumor is that it was actually Malcolm McLaren, their manager who was just trying to fuck with things. And it's like, Oh, you know what? Before the album's officially out, I'm going to put out a bootleg version of the album. And no so way. Um, Anarchy in the UK is called Nookie. <laughs> <laughs> Came into but. this world as a reject. <laughs> <laughs> Look into these eyes. <laughs> DJ Lethal. <laughs> <laughs> all right. On that, on that note, we have, day. we have gone all over the place with this episode, but we did cover, we cover like a lot a of Champ. Take him to the Matthews Bridge. That didn't sound very British, what I just said, but whatever. Take him to Tower Bridge. <laughs> Take him to the chippy. <laughs> um, okay. So this has been fun. This has been grooved and removed the Megadeth edition. Yes. And um, we, uh, we're, we're, the next week we're going to be taken off, but we'll be back with another um, ranking. And it's going to be... So far, we've kind of been throwing a lot of these curveballs at our audience. Like we're not, yeah. 
we're not going to let you get too comfortable. Where we're not going to do the thing you think we're going to do. We're probably going to do something you don't think. But then there we're are in a couple our load artists. Era. I, yeah, we're on. This is our load era of, of the podcast. No, but to be to be fair, for those of you who are still watching the peanut butter platypuses out there, um, I will I will tell you that there are a couple bands that people have been asking for that we will be doing relatively soon. There's a big one that a mm. lot of people are like, "Why haven't you done them yet?" And we're going to get to that one, but not yet. But uh, anyway, do you have any parting words for the audience here? Um, I mean, I guess Johnny Rotten did it all from the nookie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the lyrics are any different in that. But I have that one. They did. They actually released a special, like I guess it was for Record Store Day or something. They put the, they put Spunk out on vinyl. And wow. I've honestly, I honestly think I've only listened to it once, so I need to go back and revisit it again. But um, mm. anyway, doesn't the doesn't the US and the UK have a different cover art for um, the Nevermind the Bollocks as well? I think it's, it's like, just I a different the, color. Yeah, the American version's green and pink, isn't it? Whereas ours is yellow. Yeah, yeah. The one that we that I that I have is the pink one. Which is actually like an original '77, which is which I did not buy. It was one of those things that when I started dating the woman who would become my wife, right. I was going I was going through her record collection. I'm all like, "Oh, you got Sex Pistols," and I started inspecting it, and I'm all like, "Is this a 1977 version of, of Nevermind the Bollocks?" And I was just like, I even went like <laughs> check catalog numbers. I'm like, "Holy shit, this wow. is from '77." So, uh, you know, but, but she just happened to find it, you know, go rummaging through some stuff and she bought it. And I'm just like, well, shit, man, that's, that's, and that's why I married her really. Just so I could have that. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Among other things, but, uh, that's a, that's a nice little bonus anyway. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us for grooved and removed. And then in two weeks, we'll be back with another ranking and, um, it's going to be a little, it's a, it'll be, uh, you know, on the different side of things for us, but it's going to be fun for, I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. So, uh, that being said, once again, thank you to the peanut butter platypuses for being here. And, um, Oh, I need, Oh, I should take this opportunity to plug my, my, even though most of you can't listen to it. Um, I do a radio show now over on this app called amp that is right now mm. only available in the U S and only available on Apple devices, Although I do think that you can go to a browser somehow and listen, okay. but I don't know. I'm not really sure. They say that you're able to, but I haven't been able to find out how. But if you look on all my social medias and below in the in the description of this video, you'll you, on my link tree, there's a link. And if you are from America or whatever, you can click on it. And I do a radio like show. <laughs> yeah, I do a radio show every uh, every Friday night at eight o'clock central. And unfortunately, right now, the app is the I think the app has only been publicly available since November. Before that, it was in beta. Mm. And so there's a whole lot of things that need it's re, it's actually really good already. But they need to update it because there's no archive feature. So literally, I do a show live. And it's usually about a 90 minute show, but then when it's over, it is gone. Like there's no show to listen wow. to. It is live. Um, but you know, it's you're I'm able to like play music because it's attached to Amazon Music. So it's got all sorts of shit. And so every Friday I put together a special mixtape for the few people that want to come listen and then listen to me chat about music a little bit and have a grand old time. Anyway. So nice. uh 
yeah, just keep a lookout for that. But uh, also for those my peeps over in the UK, hopefully it's going to be expanded um, soon. I don't know why they wouldn't already be. That's got to be coming very soon because <clears throat> the fact that the app doesn't seem to have any problems like it runs really well and it's really easy to use like you're not you know the testing stage is over now let's just blow that shit out across the pond um so more people can listen but even then i'm doing a fucking show at what's probably like two in the morning over there (laughs) anyway all right all right all right just just wake up halfway through my sleep like okay four hours done listen back to sleep (laughs) you can just put it on while you're sleeping and my the the dulcet tones of my voice or whatever and the music (laughs) And I'll be like, you know, are you enjoying your sleep? Here's cephalic carnage. <laughs> anyway, all right. That's it for this episode of Cranked and Ranked. You're on the late night hour with Old Head. Next up is Genital Grinder by Carcass. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's like if the, if the song doesn't disturb you, the, the production job on that song will disturb you. <laughs> all right. This has been the longest uh, outro ever. All right. Thank you for, for listening and or watching this episode of Cranked and Ranked slash Grooved and Removed. We will see you all next week and at, or two weeks from now. Yeah. And as usual, I'm going to throw it over to Mr. Eddie Sparks to take us out. Nice podcast. Tell the readers three jails. Later, dude.